are you? Good. Oh, man. Uh, how, are, how are you? We've already been laughing. I mean, this how are you stuff. I know how you are. Uh, <laughs> you had diarrhea in Korea. <laughs> I can't stop laughing about it. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, hello, and welcome to Do That Fucked Up podcast. My name is Erin. I'm Nicole. Uh, yes, I just got back from Japan and Korea, and... Um, Oh my God! I was just starting to tell Nicole a story about how I had a uh, stomach ache, and I started saying I had diarrhea in Korea and realized it rhymed. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't put it together, and I'm crying right now. Yeah, same. Oh. I, yeah, I'm crying, but also the look of pure joy. The like, you know, when you can see it on someone's face, like when they recognize something, it was like. <laughs> that moment i wish i could have like screen grabbed it because you you were just like (laughs) your face just lit up and then there was a pause and then we both started cry laughing oh my god (laughs) well i was saying i so what happened what happened was um me and my husband dj and a couple of friends met up with us in in japan and we had gone out on our last night in japan before we went to south korea and we went to this crazy fucking robot show it's called the robot restaurant and it's just like i can't describe it if you want to know more or see more you can follow my instagram it's aaron db saul uh i'm at aaron db saul on instagram if anybody wants to do that uh so just look at pictures that i post or the video that i posted of me uh drinking a zima there like (laughs) Yeah, we could we could share it to our uh, our yeah. social meds too if you want. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we got real turnt, real turnt um, <laughs> at this robot show where I, I we drank everything. Like you want to name a thing to drink, and I drank it: <laughs> beer, sake, absinthe, oh, wine. Oh my god! Vodka, rum, <laughs> Zima. <laughs> So that happened, and then we the next day I couldn't stop throwing up until like <laughs> one one p.m. Oh, it was God. rough. I don't I don't drink like that anymore, and no. it was just like it was just a fun thing, you know. And we we're just like out in Japan, and there's this place called Golden Guy, and it's where all these like little uh, teeny little bars are where they can literally only fit like six people in them at a time, and we just posted up in a couple and just drank our faces off. And so anyway. We get, we finally recover enough, like by 4 p.m. and have to get on a plane to down to South Korea. Oh God! DJ and I are just wrecked, and uh, we get down there, and it's fine. And the next day, it's like I destroyed my 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 stomach from all that binge <laughs> drinking, and it was like, don't hurt me anymore, stop. And so of course I ate kimchi and like a million <laughs> spicy things, and I got tired. <laughs> Kimchi hangover poops. Oh, whoops. whoops. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, uh, yeah, so I was saying I got diarrhea in Korea. Um, not because of food or anything, just because I like fucked my stomach up from being hungover. And then uh, I was saying it's so nice there because there's, re- there's public restrooms everywhere and they're super clean and nice. Um, but... <laughs> The way that they do the soap at the in the public restrooms is like a, it's like a, it's like a, oh, like a like, dick, like a dick, and you like it's rub, like a bar you like of jerk soap. it off, yeah, and you like it's like a bar of soap <laughs> stuck on a pole kind of thing, and you just like do this like like I'm doing a jack off movement, and you get soap on your hand, and that's how you get the soap. <laughs> And I was like, man, this is the best. Oh, God. At least that made you happy. Yeah. That day. It was fine. I had, yeah, I had intermittent diarrhea for like a day and a half. So it was cool. (laughs) Got super skinny. (laughs) (laughs) I was like super thin and svelte. Yeah. And and then I just, I got uh, some like stomach medicine from like a little, like they have like pharmacies everywhere. Yeah. Like real pharmacies, like 
the kind that are like I guess in like Mexico, you know, where you can go in and just be like, "Give me some fucking somas." And oh. they're like, "Okay," but no, they didn't. That wasn't like that. No, uh, it was like I was like miming, like I was like. Ah. Uh, stomach, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and the lady's like, ah, yes. <laughs> oh so god! And I was constipated for five days, so that's oh. cool. Well, and then I'm you were super bloated and gross. I'm totally great now. I'm just okay. back to normal. Well, you're back. My, sleep, in, yeah. my sleep schedule is a little rough, but uh, like DJ and I woke up at. We got home and like you know. It, it's like a 13, 14 hour flight. <clears throat> and on the way out, it's just like daytime the entire time. So it's weird. You're yeah. like, you leave at like, we left at like noon or something from DC and then got to Japan the next day at 4 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's weird. Yeah. Uh, but it never is nighttime while you're flying. Yeah. But on the way back, it was like dusty the, whole time. the entire time. Yeah. So we get back and like, we fall asleep and it's fine. And then like two days later, we just wake up at 3 a.m. and can't go back to sleep. <laughs> so we had a day where we just like started our day super early. <laughs> 3 a.m. Yeah. Time to yeah. start the coffee. Yeah. Literally, I did at like 4.30. Oh, cool. my God. Anyway, it was so fun. Uh, Japan, Korea, amazing. Oh. I have so many awesome pictures that I need to post still, but I'm too fucking lazy and lame. So. Yeah, I feel like I was like watching your Instagram and stuff, and I was waiting for so much more. But it's like, what? No one. You're like enjoying yourself. You're not going to be posting all your shit like every two seconds. Well, and I tried to keep a journal too, so that I like oh. wouldn't forget anything. But <laughs> it only lasted like four days. So <laughs> uh, first tough. day, the first day is all about the flight, probably. Then the second day is like two paragraphs, then one paragraph, then like a sentence. Yeah, exactly. and then you're done. <laughs> Actually, the third day we did so much, and it was like, I mean, I went to fucking cat cafes, shrines. Uh, I got on the bullet train, the Shinkansen, and it was the coolest experience. Like, we went to a meerkat cafe. We had fucking meerkats crawling all over us. I saw a fucking kangaroo. It was like being in a fever dream. It was so crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. Did you anyway. go to the Seven Eleven there? Hell yes. <laughs> And then the Lawson's, uh, Lawson's is like a, is another famous, like it's when Anthony Bourdain goes to Japan, he like goes in and gets the fucking egg salad sandwich (laughs) and it's like, oh, but it's good. It's like they're about in Japan. It's like they're about mouthfeel. Oh. (laughs) And it's like the fluffiest bread and Uh the eggs are nice. I don't know. I like egg salad. Um, Huh. It's kind of, it's not farty at all. It's like. (laughs) It doesn't smell like egg fart sandwich. (laughs) It's really nice. It's like you're eating a cloud. It's nice. Oh. Yeah. So I had to do, I did that because Anthony Bourdain said it was cool. So I was like, all right. And I did that. And it was. And um, yeah. Anyway, that's my, that's my tales. Anything fucked up happened uh, while I was gone? I was Uh, just. Did I miss anything that happened in our country? (laughs) Oh, God. Fuck. Let's well, not. yeah, you got back in time for like a bunch more shit. But yeah. I mean, anybody could listen to this podcast at any time, and I'm sure it applies. We can be like totally. super vague, like, "Oh, did you see the thing the president did this week? Did you see what he <laughs> tweeted?" Yeah, and then it'll be like whatever happened that week. It'll be fucking stupid, and yeah, everyone will get <clears> it. Um, well, I uh, I went to New York for a friend's wedding, and. Pete and I used to live there, and so it was, like, really fun just to be back. And, like, it felt weird at first, but then it felt like we still lived there pretty quickly. And, like, you know, things change so much, but they stay the same. Sure. So we did a lot of day drinking uh, one day. And we randomly went to this, like, little tiki bar place, and there was a comedy show in the back room. Oh, cool. Yeah, but it was, like, 3 p.m., which should have been the first red flag. And... (laughs) We're like, oh, let's check out this, like, open mic. And we'd already been, like, drinking beer and, like, yeah, 3 p.m. comedy show. And it was, like, 40 minutes in. So we're like, oh, are they even still doing it? And there was a little camera, like, behind the bar. And she's like, oh, yeah, it looks like people are still back there. So we went back there. Um, It was upsetting to say the least oh no it was just like first of all every we were the only two people not performing uh one guy was like basically using it as therapy it wasn't even jokes or stories it was he was just like angry oh dear i think maybe he had a little bit of ptsd 
he was in the military and stuff and he was he, it was just like so cringy and yeah. and then they finally figured out oh you guys aren't comedians like where are you from and then the attention was on us for the next hour and they did mm. like a second set and it was just it was really uncomfortable I don't I'm not like going anywhere with this story but it, you should have gone up and promoted our podcast I oh I should yeah that would have been amazing I, I had yeah. an open mic yeah, <laughs> with four people there, an yeah. audience of four people. Uh, tell your friends. Yeah. Hey, tip, your, yeah. tip your waitress and your bartender. <laughs> Good night. Oh, it's 3 p.m. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Should we talk about what we're going to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Today's today. topic. Today on, dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. But it's ridiculous. And I think a lot of it was fake and fucking stupid. And This bitch. This bitch, Patty Hearst. We're talking about Patty Hearst. Oh, she's the worst. She's the definition of rich girl. White privilege. White privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Like super rich girl white privilege. It is so fucking ridiculous. So first of all, Patty Hearst is... Uh, in the 1970s, she's 19 years old, like, in college. She's the heiress of the Hearst family. Uh, her grandfather is William Randolph Hearst, uh, who is the grandfather of modern-day journalism. Um, have you ever been to Hearst Castle? No. Have you? Yes. It's oh. very cool. It's I've... awesome. Where is it in, like... I know she went to UC Berkeley, but is it in that area, or...? Yeah, it's, like, it's like Northern California. It's, like, on the one... Um, oh, okay. In San Simeon, I think. Mm. Um, it's really cool. If you ever like take a road trip, I highly recommend it. It's just ridiculous. It's like there's like fucking ancient Egyptian like obelisks and like statues, oh. and then like you get you like there's an indoor swimming pool that's uh, like a, it's beautiful, and then there's an outdoor swimming pool, and there's just like all these opulent, beautiful rooms that you get to walk through, and it's just. The grounds, like the the property is massive. Um, there's like peacocks and like all kinds of crazy animals roaming free on it and stuff. Oh dang! And then there's like an IMAX theater where you can see like drone footage over the entire property, and it's just super. It's it's ridiculous. It's like the Great Gab Gabs Gab the, <laughs> the Great Gatsby <laughs> times a thousand. Uh, did it's someone, like 1920s opulence? Did the did the grandpa live there? Or yeah, oh, okay. Uh-huh. okay. He, I mean, he had like multiple properties, I think, but this was his like, you know, his summer home. This was his beautiful <laughs> jewel on the on the hill. His coastal abode. Yeah, fucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, so these, the, so this family is basically American royalty. Yeah. Um, uh, like you said, Patty was a student at Berkeley. Um, she's, I mean, it's like 1970s. It's like all kinds of shits going on. Uh, like a lot of social unrest, like the, the, the sixties just happened in a real way. There's like a lot of like ex hippies and vets from the Vietnam war just caught like pissed off and you know, this, the early seventies were a crazy time. Yeah. When... A lot of cults are forming. Like the Manson family had just all been arrested in like this, like 1969, I think. Um, yeah. I think. Oh, I was gonna say, I don't think she was because she came from such like a rich family. Mm. Like she wasn't really any. Had she, I guess her like uh, fiance at the time was like, oh, she wasn't like very political. And no, her sister, I mean, why her, would she be? Yeah, like her sisters were like, oh, she wasn't very political, but, you know, think, things change, I guess. But there was a lot of groups that were getting radicalized. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had like the Weather Underground, Black Panthers, all kinds of like fringy groups were like popping up. Uh, a lot of like so- social justice shit was happening and it was, you know, great. Like a lot of stuff was really necessary at the time. Um, but there's also tons of serial killers and <laughs> and like tons weird of shit happening. Tons of like fringe fringe groups that really weren't even doing anything and had no agenda. Yeah, uh, like it reminds me of like 
the so what we're about to talk about is the <laughs> this group, the Symbionese Liberation Army, aka the SLA. Yeah. Like radical left wing domestic terrorist group with mm. no real like agenda or I mean, they had an agenda. It was like a lot of stuff that I could actually get behind, like I fully support. They were like feminism, equal rights, like prison reform, which yeah, fuck yeah. But the way that they went about it was just so wrong. Like everything that they did was wrong. So this group was allowed to kind of exist because there was like this space that was like <laughs> um, kind of open for them while this like crazy shit was going on like weather underground like I said but even weather underground they were like pretty organized and had like a a vision and they were like y'all are fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah well uh the uh, they also probably had a lot more people because the SLA was pretty tiny it was like 12 people (laughs) (laughs) these people okay and these these kids or these people, like, I don't know, they were, like, college students. Um, yeah. Well, so let's talk about, I guess, like, kind of how the SLA formed. Uh-huh. Because there was this program it, at Berkeley that was basically, it was called the Black Cultural Association, and it was kind of like an anthropological, I don't know, it was an idea that they had where they're like, let's allow students from Berkeley to go over to Vacaville Prison and kind of, like, learn from the prisoners. It was very, like, 70s hippie type, Mm -hmm. you know. It was a class, essentially. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they could, like, you know, maybe uh, get credit at school, and then also they can help these guys for, like, when they're released and, you know, get back on their feet or whatever. Great. But what was happening was people were being radicalized, and there was a movement in prisons to, like, to form groups that were like political groups and now these college kids who are like very and impressionable also like very very militaristic because yeah. a lot of these guys that were locked up had been you know in in the in the um, in the military yeah. and had you know whatever made a made a mistake and cuz they were probably traumatized from fucking whatever crazy shit that they had to go through from the Vietnam war or whatever war they were in and they're Totally. Just well, so and, much. and a lot of them were probably in prison just for being black. Uh, yeah. So, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was like, you know, all <laughs> it was just like all these college kids with all of these dudes that were like really upset and also kind of radicalizing and wanting to make change. All of yeah. this happening at the same time. And not that, you know, some of that stuff is necessary, but the SLA was formed by one guy in particular, Donald DeFries, who somehow it's just like a little magic storm of like the right people at the right time. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't really know what he's doing. Maybe he has good intentions. We don't know. And then here's all these white kids that are like, oh, yeah, we're going to like join up with this guy and we're going to, you know, make change and the world will hear us and mm-hmm. we're going to take down like, the fascists. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're going to do that. And then it's just like <laughs> him and a bunch of white kids from Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> Theater kids. <laughs> He's all, like, these motherfucking white kids. Donald DeFreeze, what can we do? And he's like, let's join <laughs> dun, dun, the SLA. <laughs> We're going to make the SLA. <laughs> and and it was like, like uh-huh. fucking musical theater. <laughs> 525,006. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. They had us. Oh, what? Oh. I was going to say, he fucking escaped prison. Yeah. Donald DeFreeze escaped escaped prison. These kids Um, helped him. Yeah, they helped him break out. They were like, what can we do to, like, be, like, to make this happen? Like, how do we make this? Let's, like, (laughs) just break this guy out of prison. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We're going to break him out of prison. (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da-da. He escaped March of... 1973 and mm-hmm. they had a hideout in Oakland um yeah. <laughs> and they just kind of like made this like group and they had like the best branding they had this like 
really <laughs> fucking cool symbol, like the seven-headed serpent kind of thing. They um, they all got they nicknames. All, yeah. Wait, they, did you read all these? Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll just read the names of some of these people. So Russell Little was one of the founding members. His pseudonym was Osceola or Aussie. <laughs> Joseph Ramiro was aka Bo. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald DeFries, he was like the one of the leaders. His his name was General Field Marshal Sinke Sinkyu. Sinkyu, sorry. Yeah. Sinkyu Mitume. <laughs> um, William Willie Wolf was known as Cujo. Thero Wheeler, which Thero is pretty like weird. That's already um, a weird name, yeah. Uh, his name was Bayo. Like Scott Bayo. <laughs> Charles in charge of our days. <laughs> uh, Mary Alice Seam. Oh, she didn't have a name. Fuck her. Uh, Angela Atwood. General. General Galena. Jelena. <laughs> Sorry to make fun of these people, but. They're idiots. Uh, Patricia Sultan. Soltiski, Soltisk, Solt, Soltisk, 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 Fahiza. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Love it. Um, Emily Harris. Yolanda. <laughs> um, William Harris. General, General Teco. Cool. Cool, bro. Uh, Wendy Yoshimura. Uh, oh, she didn't have a name. I think her name was pretty cool as it was. Catherine's, Kathleen Solia, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Sarah Jane Olson. <laughs> And I think that's it for, like, the members and, like, cool names. What, um, like, half so... of them have, like, fucking sick names, like Cujo and General Jelena. Yeah. And then the, and then it's, like, Yolanda. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah um, Jane Olsen. They kind of ran out of steam at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So these fucking, these guys just... <clears throat> sitting in their little hideout and being like okay so we're gonna draw this like cool symbol we're all gonna get nicknames and then we're gonna like rob some fucking banks because fuck the man yeah we're gonna be little modern day robin hoods we're gonna (laughs) rob from the rich and give to the poor which sure great but no except their first act was to kill a fucking school superintendent in oakland the first black (laughs) superintendent of the district yeah the fuck no yeah dr like this man is a man of the people. Uh, it's so he's a sad. school superintendent. He's not rich or anything, and yeah, they just fucking I, kill him. I don't get that. Um, yeah, November of 1973, they killed Dr. Marcus Foster. Yeah. Um, this man, I don't know much about him, but I don't think this is how you perpetuate a social justice movement um, by killing a man who is doing good at, in the Oakland school district and the first black superintendent. I just, I don't understand. I, whatever. Yeah. Well, you was fucking assholes. Yeah. Oh God. And this is where too, this is so interesting to me because we've already said there's like 12 members. It's like not, there's like no people in the SLA really. But what's interesting is just this one act of violence they obviously claimed it and like sent you know notice to the newspapers and stuff and were like we're responsible and like ISIS yeah like <laughs> ISIS and well they were terrorists and they're yeah, like they were terrorists and they're like our motto is death to the fascist insect that preys upon the life of the people and like just all this crazy shit but I think because there were these big militant groups they had to like stand out and like do something crazy yeah and no one knew they only had 12 people people right people were like oh shit like this is a movement it's gonna pop up everywhere they might have a whole fucking underground sla mm-hmm. but like meanwhile it was 12 it was like 12 college kids and one <laughs> like <laughs> convict 
Yeah, uh, exactly. So I don't oh, know. Oh, sad. Really yeah. sad. It really kind, shitty. And it kind of led them down the wrong. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe like the, you know, they weren't looking in. They didn't like explore this kind of event very well. So yeah. it kind of snowballed a little bit. Yeah, they got in over their heads, like, immediately. Yeah. Um, so then they decided, all right, we got our names out there. We need to do something with a high, a high pro, like, more high profile. We need to, like, kidnap somebody famous. Um, so they are in the Bay Area, obviously, and then they see that um, Patricia Hurst, Patty Hurst is getting engaged um, to her <laughs> her fiance, who's her former college tutor, Stephen Weed. And I think they like see this announcement and they like figure out how to get her home address. And they basically like knock on her door. Patty answers the door and they barge in and they beat the shit out of her fiance. They like beat her up and um, <laughs> the they beat the her fiance up. And he's like, ah, take whatever you want. And he like runs out the back door. <laughs> and Ugh. like there's varying accounts of like what he actually did. But I referred mostly to uh, Jeffrey Tubin, who wrote a book about her. And he's like talked a lot about her. He's like interviewed numerous people. Like he's delved into this subject very deeply. And he he's a writer for The New Yorker and a contributor, contributor on CNN. So he like... He knows what he's talking about, so I trust him. Yeah. And he just has, like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, her fiancé just, like, got beat up and, like, ran out the back door like a little bitch. Um, <laughs> but who's to say? <laughs> so they grab her, throw her in the car. You know, she's all bound and gagged, whatever. Um, and they take her to her hideout, to their hideout, and lock her in the closet for a couple months. Um, <laughs> literally, like, two months later... Uh, she changed her name to Tanya. That was her alias, Tanya. T-A-N-I-A. Um, she's like taking pictures with like in front of the big flag of the SLA with the like the seven headed serpent with a machine gun, uh, like assault rifle. I mean, it's like a super famous picture. If you Google, uh, if you Google Patty, Patty Hearst right now, you'll see this picture of her. Patty. She's like a total... Patty Tanya, pa- Patty, Patty Tanya Hurst, <laughs> Patty Tanya Hurst. So she's she's like all in. She they like have, <laughs> quote unquote brainwashed her. She's like fucking some of the dudes. There's some <laughs> controversy about that. Like she said she was like sexually assaulted, and I will not assume or speculate. But eventually she becomes like um, romantically involved with a couple of the members. Like com- like for sure. Like she's admitted that. Well, this was another, like, weird – because, yeah, in two months, like, it didn't take that long. But there are – like, during that two months, the SLA was reaching out to her family being like, we have your daughter. We need to Mm – you guys need to make a big statement and, like, help people and all this stuff. And and it it turned into, like, what I think is the very first instance of, like, over coverage of an event by the media because Mm. all of these – media outlets went on to the Hearst property, not the Hearst Castle, just the regular Hearst house. Yeah. Um, and they didn't leave, like, for the two months. Like, people, they, they at first they were, like, in sleeping in their cars, all the journalists, then they brought in motorhomes. And it was just, like, around-the-clock coverage, all, all waiting to hear what the um, family was going to respond with. But, but... And, like, a journalist in some, like, documentary I watched, uh, which, there you go, there's my bibliography or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, just, like, some documentary. It's called Gorilla. It's called Gorilla. Not, like, Gorilla. G- the taking of Patty Hearst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, he was like, this is where we messed up because we were just waiting to hear from the family. No one was looking into the actual facts and story of the SLA. Like they were just waiting. And so the, it gave a lot of control to the SLA. And uh, again, they were like assuming they were this huge radicalized movement that was happening and it was 12 people or whatever. And then, uh, so yeah, it was like this big mistake because they were just like, 
uh, I don't know, it was like a media circus type thing. And we, mm-hmm. we see yeah. that happen so much now where there isn't any information coming out. It's just, oh, this is what this person's saying or whatever. And no one's looking for facts. Well, it's, it became like very sensationalized because she yeah. was so from such a famous family. It'd be like. And they were a media family. Yeah, if like Caitlyn or Kendall Jenner, or not Caitlyn Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but that would be amazing. No, it would be like if Caitlyn Jenner, because she's so bland. I know. No. It'd be like Kendall or Kylie. Kendall or or Kylie. But but Caitlyn Jenner is bland. Like, I, f- yeah. I feel like, it, uh, I don't know, it was like, <laughs> Patty Hearst is just like, if you listen to these recordings, like, in the beginning. Oh, my God, her voice. I cannot. It's so annoying. Mom and dad. Yeah, she's like, like hi, mom and dad. And, and she turns on them so quickly, like, in that she two has months. A, yeah, and she has that, like, rich kid drawl, like, where she's just like, mom and dad, like. Yeah. Stop <laughs> wearing black, mom. I'm not, I'm not dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I okay. Well, yeah. So it'd be like it'd be like uh, Kendall or Kylie Jenner getting being kidnapped. Yeah, and then like just like an it girl of our time getting kidnapped and just being like, within two months, you see her in the news like wearing a fucking beret with an assault <laughs> rifle and. You're like, what the fuck? You know, it's God. Yeah. So it's crazy. So she is becomes totally radicalized within two months and decides to go on a bank heist with them. Uh, They on April 15th, um, 1974, I believe. Yeah. They and a few of the members, several members, I'm not sure, (laughs) several to a few because there's not very many of them. (laughs) (laughs) All four members of the fucking SLA. Go to a bank, the Hibernia Bank in the San Francisco Sunset District uh, to rob it. She's caught on the security camera wielding a machine gun and like just yelling at people. You see, it's like it's great. You see her and I think she goes like, I'm Tanya or something like that. Like she's yelling at these people. Uh uh Well they so they got the security footage tape and they they were like, oh cause like I don't know, I guess we what we've seen, especially like that Tubin guy, he's very biased, and I think it's mm-hmm. kind of like made me a bit biased. But Same. I, but I'm sure like in this two month period, people were really scared. They were like, "Oh my god, this girl's been kidnapped," yeah. because she was kidnapped supposedly. Yeah, and uh, and so they're like seeing this video, and they're like, "Is she doing this because they're forcing her to do this?" Like. Is she now radicalized? They didn't know. So they took this fucking security tape and gave it to like a school for the deaf and they read the lips. And that is what she says. She's like, (laughs) up. She's like, up, 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 like against the wall. Up, up, up. I'm Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) On the floor, motherfuckers, or something like that. (laughs) I'm Tanya. I'm Tanya, motherfuckers. (laughs) Tanya says, on the floor, motherfuckers. Tanya says on the floor, motherfuckers. And then they all la 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 la. <laughs> and then they all theater kid their way out. Do 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 do. Okay. Oh my it's god. It's like the theateriest. They're all doing like high kicks. And um. And <laughs> I, I love that. Um. Donald DeFreeze is just wearing this, like, badass fucking Erica Badu hat. It's like a sun hat. <laughs> it was cool back then. My mom has that hat for when she sits by the pool. And oh, the fucking man. general, the fucking, like, general lieutenant or whatever of the SLA is wearing a fucking sun hat. Like, 20 minutes before the robbery, he was fucking gardening. Oh, my God. I can't. God bless. Oh, okay. So they uh. rob this fucking bank. Um, and then they, like, relocate down to L.A. because they got to beat the heat, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting uh. real heavy up in this up in this bitch. Yeah. And they go, down to, they go down to L.A. where they have another, like, hideout. Yeah. Um, 
they like they recruited a couple new members I think down there and they're hiding out down there and a month later after the um after the first the bank robbery of the Hibernia bank they Patty's out with um Bill Harris and Emily Harris they're like husband and wife and aka Frodo and Hermione (laughs) (laughs) fucking whatever their fucking nicknames were they're at this like sporting goods store and Bill Harris like just decides he's gonna shoplift something and the like dude the clerk sees him and like grabs him and is like you fucking idiot and as he grabs him his gun falls out of his waistband and then like Emily is trying to like you know intervene and uh he's like getting arrested basically like he's getting detained and patty sees this all going down and she's like in the car (laughs) waiting for them to come out she grabs a fucking assault rifle and just sprays the front of the sporting goods store like she's just empties a magazine out basically i'm tanya and she's just like fucking rambos the shit out of this place just i mean it's actually kind of impressive because she doesn't kill anybody and everybody's just like fuck like diving for the floor and they they get away because she like sprays the fucking building with bullets like a fucking goddamn like she's in a movie yeah so they get away they hide out in Anaheim. I think they like went to Disneyland or some shit. <laughs> As you know. do after you fucking terrorize a sporting goods store. <laughs> no, they didn't really go to Disneyland. I'm just making fun of them because they went to Anaheim and like hid out in a hotel room. Yeah. And then I wrote, meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, back at the ranch. Because they had done this, I think, they're... I think their their getaway car got spotted or something, and they were like able to trace it back to this address in L.A. or something. I well, I heard that, or I heard, well, I heard because I was, I was watching a documentary. <laughs> um, you did hear? I did from hear. The documentary. Well, I watched um, that. Yeah. Well, the LAPD kind of like knew they were there, but it and it was lucky. It was lucky, and also it's it's assumed that people knew Patty wasn't there because they had they had eyes on the house now so like they knew they left and they knew they weren't at the house um but they so they (laughs) raided it uh and that's where uh sin q was the general to freeze um and they like a few other people a few other people six other people yeah like five other people aka the majority of the people Everybody yeah. but three of the people. Half of the, half of the group was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, you know, like, we're, you're surrounded. Come out now. Um, and they didn't respond. And then, like, a, a shootout ensued. And then they, like, lit the house on fire. <laughs> Dude, no. The, okay, first of all, this shootout was one of the craziest things that's ever happened. And in it's recorded. County. You can, it's on, yeah. You can watch it. Yeah. It's fucking insane. It's I don't know how many thousands of rounds of bullets were exchanged, but it's it's a lot. Yeah. And it was just it's it was like a fucking war zone. And I don't think that this is all on camera and like they just they fired a bunch of tear gas or something in there or like flashbangs and the the house caught on fire yeah. and all the people in the house died. So did these people deserve to die? I don't think so. Um, yeah, probably not. I, I, it was just, but they were well, like shooting at the police. So yeah. I don't know. They deserve to be in prison because they killed that guy, the superintendent. Absolutely. And they fucking also, kidnapped a lady, but. Also like to add drama to their um, murders and stuff or like their shooting, they had, uh, their bullets were laced with cyanide. <laughs> oh yeah. Like calm down. Um, now it's like three people and they are like, fuck, we don't know what to yeah. do now. Well, and, the, and also, like, uh, Patty and the, the Harrises were watching this on TV because yeah. it was being televised, like, this whole raid on the house. Yeah, and they're just televised. like, oh, oh, no, what do we and do? And they're watching, their, they're friends, watching their friends. Yeah, yeah. friends die, which is, you know, that's sad. Yeah. Um, so they go back to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, the remainder of the group is up there. They do another bank robbery, the Crocker 
Crocker Bank. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It was I don't think Patty was there, but I don't know. Maybe she was. I think she was the getaway driver. Yeah, she was the getaway driver in this one. So uh, it was yeah. When they went up to SF, they um, they I think it was new members that were up there. So yeah, they, they had recruited a couple other people. Yeah, but. and they were like hiding out with them. And also during that time, like people were really supporting the SLA in the Bay Area, like normal uh-huh. citizens and like probably other white kids at Berkeley. And um, so people were there to like provide a safe house for Patty. And I mean, these were three fugitives that were like very well known. And somehow they just mm-hmm. like got into San Francisco and like were hidden. So yeah. they had a lot of allies. Um, but yeah, so the Crocker Bank robbery. Patty's the getaway driver. They accidentally kill a woman um, yeah. who's in the bank making a deposit, like, for her church or something. Just minding her own business. Yeah. Mother of four. It's really fucking sad. So sad. And uh, <laughs> I, I think it was I think it was accidental. Like, it wasn't yeah. – like, no one w- wanted to kill her, but still they did. And they were and they criminals. And they, like, kind of didn't care about it. They were just like, oh, whatever, just another fascist pig. Yeah. Like, they're, like they're just so – yeah. Divorced from reality at this point because they're running around with guns and have nothing to lose except, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So so they all uh, leave the scene. Actually, the people that were present that day, I, I believe, weren't caught. They turned themselves in in like 2005. There's still a dude out on the loose, I think. Uh, yeah, there's they're, um, they're, they went to trial for killing that woman like – maybe 10 or 12 years ago. So, but Patty is arrested after yeah, that incident. She was ar- yeah, that, that happened. When did that happen? It happened um, in 1975, I believe. Yeah. So mind you, Patty has been with them now for like a year, a little over a year yeah. at this point mm-hmm. um, when this robbery happens and they kill this woman. And then she is arrested in September of 1975. So that rob the like final, like awful robbery where they kill that woman happened I think in like March of 1975 Mm. I think April maybe um early early 75 she's arrested September um goes to trial her one of her defense lawyers is or her defense lawyer is Effley Bailey (laughs) if you are familiar at all with the OJ Simpson trial you will know that this was one of his defense lawyers so Effley Bailey man what a fucking dude (laughs) he was crazy he fucking Defended Sam Shepard, the I think the guy that killed his wife in like the fifties. He's like a neurosurgeon or something. Yeah. Um, he also defended the Boston Strangler, and then he went on to defend a bunch of like crime bosses in Boston. This guy's a piece of shit. Oh God. He was eventually disbarred. <laughs> He's still alive, um, right? I don't know. He might be old now, really old. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, and like. Right at the beginning of the trial, I, this is where I'm kind of like, oh, she's such an idiot. Because mm-hmm. you think that if you were caught, I don't know, I'd be like, oh, no, I didn't do any of that. I don't know. Like, she... I was... Yeah. She yeah, didn't. I was coerced. Yeah. She didn't initially. She was like, when she was booked, she put her occupation as like a radicalist or something <laughs> when she was arrested she was like i'm a i'm an urban gorilla oh yeah that's like, what she put as her occupation it was yeah. urban gorilla bitch shut yeah. up like you're <laughs> a student and a also rich kid. For, for the record too she was um putting out they were like uh making recordings of her saying like all this stuff like she didn't have a gun to her head she like she was talking shit to her parents and like the bourgeoisie and like which she was a part of and like and later becomes a part of again yeah uh because she doesn't have to fucking hardly face any consequences because she is a person of means and goes to trial uh gets convicted for seven years Mm -hmm. um only spends a little under two in prison because her sentence is commuted by jimmy carter yeah and she she like the trial was going pretty well uh until they decided to put her on the stand and like at the same time the prosecution like dug up all these crimes she was a part of after the they kind of fleed like so she technically was free because all those people died in the at the house in the house raid of the sla she could have she could have left at any point in time yeah she was left alone multiple times well and especially after that 
But she just yeah. kept robbing <clears throat> places and, like, doing bad stuff. And so they were like, oh, shit. But they had already decided to put her on the stand. So when she got on the stand, she pled the fifth on, like, every question they asked her about it, which is fucking ridiculous. She pled the fifth, like, I don't know, like, 40-plus times or something like that. Something. Yeah. I don't know. And just, I don't know. It was just, she looked bad. She looked real bad. She is a shithead. I have no sympathy for her uh, because, like I said, she didn't didn't go to jail for the time that she was committed she, she was sentenced for um the jury found her guilty yeah sentenced to seven years like i said she spent less than two years in prison her um commuted by jimmy carter she was fully pardoned by bill clinton in the 90s um she is the first person in american history to be commuted and pardoned by two different sitting presidents yeah um yeah and then so she's out of prison. She marries her bodyguard, Bernard Shaw. They're still married, by the way. Oh, he's dead. Um, oh, <laughs> RIP. Whoops. So I they... didn't read that. <laughs> they are married, I guess. Oh, but... no, I did read that. Yeah. Well, they were married until the day he died. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, she went on to be a fucking socialite and just like was like, oh, whatever. I'm going to go like do my life and bye. Like, you guys are still in jail. That sucks. Like, oh. All the people that got arrested like afterwards they like ended up in jail for i don't know how long um a while she was in a couple of john waters movies like yeah uh, she was like um i'm an actress now which is like bitch you've always been an actress and not a very good one (laughs) (laughs) that's right um I love John Waters. That like when I found that out, I was just like, "No, fuck." <laughs> he's the guy with the skinny mustache, right? Yeah, yeah, he did, I like uh, Crybaby with Johnny Depp. Yeah, he's awesome. she was she was in that movie. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch it again, yeah. knowing that she was in a lot of movies. Yeah, she just like played bit parts and stuff. Yeah, um, she like was in a um, a fashion show. Like she's just it's just like that thing of like where famous or like rich people can just like literally do whatever the fuck they want after they have no consequences she had she had she went on to live a normal exceptional life i should say because who gets this kind of life after they spend time in jail for being a domestic terrorist (laughs) no one oh someone worth 45 mil she's worth 45 million dollars she inherited that money um she wrote a book like probably got tons of money from that natasha richardson played her in a movie um, that was based on that book that she wrote, R.I.P. Natasha. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm, I don't know. I'm like skeptical that she was even kidnapped <laughs> in the first place. I am too. I kind of have a feeling that she was involved with like Willie, maybe. Maybe. Because he was, he was in, he was in the anthropology, um. In that Black Cultural uh, Association or whatever. B- well, he was on camp. He was on campus, and she was like a sophomore in college. And he, oh. you know, he was there, and she probably knew him. I mean, it's not like a it's a big school, but yeah, but, I don't know. You kind of know all the people. But I think he was part of that program, like the anthropology yeah. program. But um, yeah, it's- as a fellow, as an anthropology major, I'm offended. <laughs> these assholes. What a bad idea during that time to, like, do that sort of class. It's like, people in prisons are radicalizing. People at schools are radicalizing. Let's put them together. It's like, I mean, oh. I I appreciate, like, the fact that these people had sympathy and empathy and kind of got, like, the the problems that were going on, but... They were just so, rom- like, they had just romantic idea of what a revolution looks like because they watched, like, uh, you know, movies that were about actual hardship and thought that they could just, like, plug themselves into this kind of uh, mindset. And then, but they had no no consequence. They didn't, yeah. they could wake up the next day and just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And just like go back to their normal lives. Like a person of color does not get that chance. Yeah. Like they have to wake up and deal with the bullshit that is put on them by society every day. Like these fucking privileged white kids just, yeah. I don't know. Fuck them. Fuck them. Anyway, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Um, 
I, I my like final thoughts were of <laughs> Patty Hearst being a fucking bitch to her mom in the recordings. Yeah, Just being like, mom. Get out of that black dress. Yeah. I'm not dead. Like, <laughs> tell mom to stop wearing black. Like, this you isn't listen to these recordings of her. And it's funny how her voice changes over time, too, in the recordings where she's just like kind of a bored college student. Just yeah. monotone. Mom, dad, I'm fine. I'm with this group of radicalized people and it's fine. They're treating me really well. And then it's like, I will not accept the fucking blah, 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 oppression of the fascists. And like, she just gets like super animated. Tanya has spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then this fucking quote, I was reading this uh, Rolling Stone article. Uh, So her and the Harrises, when they're like on the run or whatever, they, right? Is that who? Yeah. She was on the run with? Yeah, Um, yeah. She's like on the run with them for like a, a year after that the shootout and all that and she's like in a fight with uh bill harris or william harris whatever and he's like this is a quote you rich little bitch harris yelled at yelled during another fight what do you know about the struggle of the people you grew up in a fucking mansion (laughs) and she goes kiss my cunt adolf That's like that's what the musical of Patty Hearst should be called, kind of like Kiss Me Kate. Yeah, Kiss My Cunt Adolf. (laughs) The story of Patty Hearst. Yeah, Tanya. Um, That kind of redeemed her a little bit in my eyes. Yeah, just. But yeah, that that article is uh, from the Rolling Stone that that's quoted from. It's called "The Lost Year of the SLA," (laughs) which is the lost year one of two of the SLA. What a joke. It's all just so ridiculous. You know, it's sad that, like, people died, you know, in the shootout. Yeah. Uh, Like, they, like, literally burned alive in the house, and it was really fucked up. We we didn't even talk about the nightmare that was, like, the $2 million that was donated. Oh, yeah. The, the, like, oh, my, and I just remembered this because I'm thinking, like, oh, people died. Also, people were, like, assaulted, and there were fights that broke out because... The Patty's dad donated $2 million worth of food to the Bay Area. And all of these people, like, you know, it was mostly it like. It caused like a riot. Yeah, it caused riots. There was mostly like uh, black and Hispanic, like, families that came out that were like trying to feed their children and stuff. You know, people were just like desperate <clears throat> for food. And, and so this was like the good that the SLA was trying to do. But what ended up happening was like it was a just fucking a, like a logistical nightmare. It was unorganized and it just turned into riots of like people trying to grab stuff. And yeah. the police were like beating people up and all this stuff. It's like, oh, my God. I don't know. Um, yeah. It was one of this one of the stipulations for the when Patty was first kidnapped one of the like demands from the SLA was that they that the Hearsts in, in lieu of a of a ransom, yeah, that they donate two million dollars worth of food to the homeless and you know underserved people in the Bay Area, yeah. and it just it was uh, not executed well. <laughs> and then like she did another recording where she was like, "You guys like totally did not do it right." I'm like staying with the SLA. You guys are the worst. Oh yeah, got that black dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like the turning point where she's like, "Oh, you guys are useless." Uh, the SLA is my new family. Yeah, and I you hate guys are you. a bunch of fascist pigs. Ugh, uh, God, you guys know nothing about me, Tanya, and the movement, and like. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you guys. My name my name's Tanya now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Patty Hearst. You suck. <laughs> oh She's god. She's gonna sue me. She's just so awful now. And she doesn't do I like heard from that Tubin guy because he did um he did an episode of Fresh Air. Mm-hmm. And, did you listen to that? I did not. Oh, know. okay. Well you probably it's you like read all about it anyway. But um it was like an interview that he did and uh and he was talking about how she doesn't do, like, she won't do interviews that are, like, even neutral. 
I think she does mm-hmm. like interviews. She's done interviews overseas and stuff, but she won't she's, talk to she, anybody about her experience. Probably because she like got away with it and it's done, and she like doesn't. Well, she did. She did that famous interview with Larry King. I watched like most of it. Oh, I didn't see that. And it's like from like two thousand one or two or something. It's like right oh. after nine eleven, kind of. And uh, she just she's not apolog like she she's not a sympathetic person because she's just like. I did my time and you know Larry I just want to put it behind me and the people that were involved were just so radical and I was not that and it's like fuck you like I think she was a teenager and making bad decisions at the time like when you're 19 years old you're just your brain is fully formed yeah. we've talked about this you're an idiot you're an idiot but like at the same time she didn't have to face any consequences. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I mean, she went to prison for less than two years and she aided and abetted a domestic terrorist group. Yeah. If she was any other person, she would, I I just, I can't, I don't know. Yeah. She's a fucking idiot. It's crazy. Fucking idiot. Kiss my cunt. (laughs) Adolf. (laughs) Adolf. (laughs) Kiss my cunt, Patty. Yeah, Patty, who's the Adolf? You are. You are. Um. Okay. Cool. <laughs> good. Good up. Ep- good episode. Yeah, that was fun. I was really. I really liked this one. I, yeah, this I thought we one. would talk more about like Stockholm syndrome, but she didn't have it. No, That's she didn't have it. So not. there's really no point. And also, that Tubin guy was like, I don't use that term because it's more of a uh, journalistic oh. term and it's not a medical term. And I was like, oh. That makes sense. Stockholm syndrome yeah. isn't really a thing. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it is. It, it, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Stockholm syndrome is certainly employed. Like, if you are in a bad situation and you're going to do whatever you got to do to survive, like, you're going to make some hard decisions and you're going to try to, like, gain the sympathy of your captor yeah. or whatever. Um, but that is not what the, happened here. I don't think so. No. I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're passing judgment and that's fine. But like, I don't, like, she had every opportunity to, to leave after all the shit went down. There is not a lot of people holding her. Like, she had a fucking assault rifle that she lit up the front of a fucking sporting goods store with. Yeah. And she could have just drove off by herself. Like, she, she saw him getting, she saw uh, the Harris's getting, arrested basically and she could have just driven off and like gone home then yeah she or like or like hid out if she wanted to and got her her wits about her or like chilled out but she like made the decision she made decision after decision after decision with ample time to critically think about what was going on and and opt out there were there were almost like infinite opportunities where she could have been like i'm i'm tanya (laughs) i'm tanya (laughs) where she could have been like i'm patty hurst like, I need help. I'm being held. You know, like, there's so many. She could have done that so many times. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I don't believe didn't. her. She's a butthole. Yeah. We never. Because she knew at the end. She knew at the end of the day she'd go home and she'd be like, oh, cool. It's fine. I'm going to get the best defense attorney and it's going to be fine. Yeah. So dumb. that's what happened. And two fucking presidents were like, oh, Patty, <laughs> just go on and live your best life. Oh, it's fine. Patty, little rich white girl. And to be fair, like, to be clear, not to be fair, I'm a very liberal person, and this is not how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing it wrong. They were doing it wrong. Um, I, uh, we ne- I never asked you last week, or like last episode, but do you, would you eat people to survive? Yeah. <laughs> you would? Totally. Yeah. I think I would. I've never been that hungry, so I don't know, but I probably would too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I meant... I don't know. I guess it would depend on who it is. <laughs> if you were like, okay, if it was like a group of people and the, a person was like, if I was like, I would let people eat me. I would, oh, yeah, yeah. Be like, well, you're dead. I'd who be cares? Like, yeah, I'd be like, please eat my body yeah. to keep yourself alive. I love you so much. Yeah. If somebody said that to me, I don't know, maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. But like, I, I don't know. Would you want someone close to you to eat you though? Like your parents or something? I would want a stranger to eat me. Like, I, and I wouldn't eat anyone clo- sure. I was close to, I don't think. Well, you know, it's about, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I would be fucked up. But, like, I'd be like, consume me. Let me live within you. 
take take of me my heart and let it become your heart (laughs) i would be like i would tell him like which parts to eat and which not like don't don't eat my butt (laughs) don't eat my labia oh no i would say eat my butt cheeks those are probably good or no they're They're probably probably really they're probably really fatty (laughs) eat my calves um eat my eat of my pork belly Uh, eat of me yeah. eat of me my belly but leave my boobs and nipples intact <laughs> they're probably gristly anyway <laughs> mine are lumpy yeah everybody's are oh, okay i have so many weird <laughs> don't worry i've gotten all the the tests oh good yeah so follow yeah. us on social meets <laughs> ctfu podcast uh at gmail.com if you have any anything to to say yeah um cool i think that's i'm cool all right we did it great (laughs) job all right uh thanks everyone thanks guys bye 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 bye